But you gotta keep your head up Oh, and you can let your head down Hey, you gotta keep your head up Oh, and you can let your head down Hey, I know it's hard No, it's hard to remember sometimes But you gotta keep your head up Oh, and you can let your head down as we kick off another episode of the Mentor Roundtable, I'm going to give a big shout out to our sponsors, Gaggle. They've been a huge supporter of our program, our mission, our vision to continue to support educators each and every day. Check out Gaggle at www.gaggle.net. They are a real-time safety tool that ensures the safety and well-being of your students on their school-issued email and drive accounts. Again, thank you, Gaggle, for all your support. And another mentor table is kicking off right now. All right, we're recording. And another week, another Sunday night, and, and our crew from the mentor roundtable is back. And every week we have a different group of people talking about some of the topics in education. Of course, nothing, none of this would happen without Gaggle. So thank you, Gaggle, for your sponsorship, your support and all the great things you do, not just for us, but for the students in education each and every day. So today, welcome in. We have four of our team with us. We have Emily, Melissa, we have Craig and Jackie, and we're going to dive into virtual parent conferences. But first of all, how's everybody doing? How was your week? It was good. We had um, two days off because we had the election off and then um, we had an institute day on um, on Friday, which was all about self care. So, oh, wow. um, so that was really, really nice. Very grateful for that. So, um, there's a lot of self directed learning. We had yoga classes, nutrition classes, all sorts of things. So it was really, it was really, really nice. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, Craig, I saw you on on uh, Facebook and all over social. Uh really pushing people to vote and exciting stuff. So it must've been a good, uh, a good Friday announcement or Saturday it was yesterday, Saturday announcement. You're happy with that? Um, well, I mean, there, I'm excited that there's so much energy out in the atmosphere. Um, you know, people have come together really excited and rejuvenated by the vote. And so I'm just, you know, most happy that we are, uh, breathing. <laughs> <laughs> How about it? Right. Breathing, I, I can say that uh, some of it, but it's been a it's been a pretty decent week. Very intense, but decent week. All right, Melissa, Emily, how was your week? It was good. <laughs> That's it. I'm just cut to the chase. This Sunday, it's good. It and was intense, like Craig said. I mean, it was nice to hear a speech that was like presidential, well, and calm, <laughs> and for the people. And there was no negativity at all. That was like a switch for me. So right, we're almost like numb to it. Like, hold on a sec. Was that like a professional presidential yeah. speech? We've missed that. Where have you been for the last four years, right? Now, now, Emily, did you have to like mail in your vote because you're a Connecticut resident, or do you switch over now to to Massachusetts? Um, I I'm still considering myself a Connecticut resident. I just went home and I voted after school, so I okay. went, hung out with the family, all my siblings. We all came home from school and wherever we are, and got to vote, which was really cool. We went together as a family, which was which was nice to the elementary school across across the street. That was uh, awesome. And and before you the three of you you signed on was chatting with Emily and and and, and his. Just like education is today, Friday, her whole school was in. 
Monday, the whole school is out and they're voting Monday on what to do Tuesday. <laughs> like, yes. Right? Yes. Is that right? Yeah. So my whole school, I happen to be half in, but the majority of my school is in all day, every day. Um, but our count, we go by county um, COVID cases and we're included with Springfield and all the major cities around that area. So we have reached our 3.5%. So we are going fully remote starting tomorrow, but we're going to re-vote on it um, in the union. And so I am assuming that we will be able to go back full in because that's kind of like the feeling of the of all the staff. But um, we'll see. Who knows? <laughs> we're, we're just we're, I'm ready for it. Everyone's ready for it. So it'll, it'll be OK. Well, what I, what I was excited for you to say, and which is great, is that since you were one of the few essentially hybrid teachers, everyone was coming to you for advice, right? Yeah, so the, the table's kind of turned. I have all of my assignments and lesson plans and everything online and I'm more team savvy. We use Microsoft Teams. And so all of like the veteran teachers and my mentor, they were all popping into my room being like, hey, how do you do this? What do you do for that? Like, what do you recommend for this? Which is just so funny because all year I was going to them and now they're all coming into my room like, Emily, how do you do that? I'll awesome. show you all my tutorials. It's it's been funny, but that, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's been nice. And and that's what we're trying to do here. So the, the four of you are gonna have to do that for some of the educators watching and soon to be listening. Some big announcements coming coming soon. But so virtual parent conferences. Uh, how does this work? I want to just throw it out to you all. How is it? How do we do this? I know we're accustomed to being on Zooms or Google Class or Google Meets or whatever you're using. But now we have to schedule these 10 minute parent conferences and for you know four of us who've done this parent conference kind of routine for a long time, it's that knock on the door, 10 minutes are up, come in, out, come in, out. Uh, how's that gonna work now in our, in our schools? How are we gonna help our new educators figure this out and our veteran educators for that matter? Um, well, we actually had ours about three weeks ago, I think. Wow, that was early. Um, yeah, we had them very early, so we what we did is we use zoom and we sent out a calendly so my team teacher and i did them together so we met with 35 parents all in one day so it was a crazy day um but so we sent out a calendly invite and we had like 15 minute increments so we sent them the link and they just clicked on the ones that were still available so once someone clicked on it and like signed up then those time slots weren't there for anyone else who clicked on the link so it was like it wasn't like hey email me what time works for you because we figured that would be really stressful and obviously they can't just show up all at once so we used calendly which was really nice because then we had a schedule and they all knew what time to hop on and we just sent one zoom link and had them waiting in the waiting room so we would only admit the parents that it was their slot and everyone else stayed in the waiting room and pretty much they came in when they needed to um, so it, it was a pretty nice flow with that. So we had a schedule through Calendly and they stayed in the waiting room when it wasn't their turn. So it's kind of like virtual hallway, I guess. Nice. Well. Yeah. And did that sync with your uh, email or calendar? Like, Yes, um, Calendly can sync with Microsoft with like Outlook for Microsoft email and it also can for Google, I believe. So you could just sync automatically and I got emails every time people signed up. Awesome. Yeah, it was really, it, it went really well. Yeah, we are definitely not that organized. Um, so I'm a little, I'm a little jealous. Um, we are so again first year at the middle school, and um, I was unfamiliar with doing um, 
team conferences. So most of my conferences are going to be team conferences, which is going to be interesting. Um, we have a couple already signed up just because we do need a translator for them. Um, but otherwise, the parents are signing up through Sign Up Genius, which does not sync to anything. Um, so I think we just have to like put that into our Google Calendar. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's genius that you had um, that you had something that could sync up and you were able to see, you know, who signed up when and you got an email and and all of that. But um, I am looking forward to the to the team aspect of it because um, one, you have the support of it's not just happening in my class, it's happening in others or um, you know, we prioritize the students that were struggling with particularly like the asynchronous learning. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's kind of nice that the parent will, you know, be able to get that information all in kind of one, you know, 15 minute conference um, so that we could all like come up with supports, which I really like. Um, and we're able to do them from home again, which is really nice. Um, but yeah, I, I'm nervous a little bit about the organization because I'm just not sure how that's going to go. But um, these are really good suggestions. So I appreciate that. We can't really hear you. Oh, you mean I'm on mute? Well, it didn't say you were on mute, but I don't <laughs> no, know. Well, uh, no, I was asking Melissa. I said you've been on, you've been uh, virtual all year long. Am I still on mute, or are you now you're just messing oh, with me? No, I just that was funny. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you doing? Because your kids have already been virtual all year long. Um, we're doing like Jacqueline with the sign up genius that doesn't really sync to anything. Um, okay. We use Canvas, but I. I teach second, but we're doing student-led conferences. So oh, wow. had an outline and they're showcasing their best work and they're gonna be in there with me because it's their conference, not mine. So <laughs> um, I just emailed like six emails before the mentor roundtable just to remind my six um, and said, you know, it's student-led. I really hope so-and-so will be there. But if you want so-and-so to leave after their little spiel, that's fine too. Um, but they're going to be there. So. Okay. Now, Craig, how, do, how does it work with, with, with your group? Because you have a large range of students in your school. Like, it's not like traditional elementary, middle, high school, right? You, you run the gamut. Yeah, I mean, we're K-8. Um, I was going to ask Melissa about the student-led conferences. I mean, we're, we're having our, our parent conferences in two weeks. I mean, we have, uh, we use Zoom as well, and we use Google Meet um, as our, um, our virtual conference mediums. Uh, but in regards to what are some promising practices, I mean, I even put it in the chat with Jay about um, we're at a place where people are open to different ways to actually engage families um, in a conference perspective. And so I'm, I'm actually more of a learner here because uh, some of the things that I've done, I've done student-led conferences. I've actually taught students how to walk through, you know, their portfolio with families. Here's a rubric, here's a checklist, here's what you, um, you get to choose what you want to present, what you're excited about. But virtually, um, you know, I'm like, is that a slide deck? Is that a, like, do we go through your Google Drive folder? Like, 
So I'm, I, I'm, I'm really in a place of like listening for ideas here today. So I, I look forward to actually having a switch up because we're, we're in a place of trying to figure it out. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's great. And that's another thing to dive into. I definitely want to ask Emily what some things she did, but yes, yeah, scheduling is, is definitely the first hurdle to get over how to get everybody in. And, you know, if you check out the chat, um, Jay, who had a chance to jump in with us a few weeks ago, an amazing principal talked about using Google meets and using students last names and having that opportunity to schedule efficient chats. And, you know, I think about the, the meetings when you walk in, you have the folders out and the student work and the different things. Like Emily, what did you use to show? Cause you're gonna have like 10 minutes in and out with people logging in and in the waiting room. What was some of the student work products that you went through? Yeah, it was quick. Um, it was mostly just a conversation and it was so early. So we, obviously we had student work but we didn't have like portfolios and everything cause it was only like seven weeks into school that we had these conferences. Um, but we would just share our screen on Zoom if there were certain things that we wanted parents to see on their team's assignments. So if we had things that they typed up and submitted, like their personal narratives they've been working on, or like a PowerPoint that they had made, we could just share screen and show that. So that's how we would um, show student work because most of it's online already. So we could just access their account and share, share screen from our teacher side. And can the students share from their side or you would have to be the controller of that? Um, we didn't have students on with us we just did it with parents okay um but kids could too so like when we're on zoom with them they can share their screen with us the whole time as well so if they're whoever's on zoom you can give them like access to sharing their screen so they could share their screen and run through it if you wanted them to zoom definitely lets you do that and how does that work with student conferences melissa what are some of the things what are some of the highlights or how are you going to run that to have students share Am I, I on mute again or you're just making faces at me the whole time? Now you're just messing with me. Um, I looked, my my green light's on. We're using uh, Flipgrid as a kickoff because like I said, nice. this is second graders because they're going to be nervous even though mom and dad's there, I'm there. So it's kind of weird. Um, so they're going to have Flipgrid. So I'm going to let them know you have one or two options. You can get off camera and watch your child's or I can bring it up and share my screen and we can watch it together. Um, some kids probably don't want me watching it, although I've already seen them and they're super cute. Um, and then from there, the kids can, I can give them access, just like Emily said, on Zoom, you can give them access. And my kids, like I said, they're second. So they like crave that power. Um, I'm sure. To be able to have that control, so. But um, it should be interesting. I have 20 minute time um, slots and I have three sets of twins. So- Do they get 40? Or are you gonna squeeze them both in? Yes. Okay. Back to back, yeah. So they're not gonna get in Zoom until right at the time. <laughs> Cause that's 40 minutes, that's a lot. <laughs> so, but it should be interesting. Awesome. And, and Jacqueline, what, do you, what would you share with your families? What are some of the things that you would bring up or some of the real salient points that you would, would share? Well, what and I really how are you like, going to do it? Yeah. Um, so we're also using Zoom. And so, you know, what I really like about it is what a couple of people already shared is that you can share your screen and show student work and um, I don't know if the students will be there or not. We haven't talked about that yet. Um, I've done student conferences in the past, and I think those are 
by far the most effective um, conferences you can have. Um, and so, you know, I, I like that everything, um, this is also my first year using Google Classroom. And so I love that everything's just right there for you. You can see, um, you know, what the students have turned in. So if there is any, you know, question about, you know, student work, or if there's, you know, a need to show an example to a parent, I have all of that right there for them. Um, and I can quickly share the screen and show them, you know, this is what I saw. Um, so I, I really like, I really like the aspect that we have everything all digital now because, um, you know, on occasion they would turn something in, obviously, um, on Canvas or, you know, whatever format or platform we were using, but, um, you know, on occasion there would be papers that you would hand back to the students or their final drafts would be paper, a rubric would be paper, and now everything is online. So, right. um, so I really like that you can pull anything up at any time and have that record to, to be able to, to show the families. Um, but I do really like to make sure that, you know, we start the conversations because we're only, we're prioritizing the students that are struggling. Um, and I don't want it to turn out to be a negative, you know, situation for the parent. So I really want to make sure, you know, that I start out with something positive every time we meet with a parent, because, um, you know, I, I, I don't want them to get bombarded by here's why your student is struggling. No, that makes a lot of sense. And one of the things that we tried, I mean, I'm going to use the most overused word in the last six months, we tried actually a hybrid piece of it, where it was a little bit of a student led conference, but the students aren't necessarily there where we were using Wakelet. And we had students select, um, depending on the grade level, but anywhere between four to six pieces that, that they've worked on digitally and, and load up a wakelet and then the teacher would have it and, and they'd share like this is what your student is proud of this is some of the work that we did and then bring in um some some data piece or an underperforming district so that's a that's a piece of, of our conferences where your where your student is how you're going to move them forward and talk about their kind of action plan too but i, I always remember i'd sit in those conferences and one of the first things that that parents would ask would say well does my kids have does my you know, child have friends? How do they behave in class? How, how are we going to address that? Like they're on the computer for, you know, Emily's kids are in a few days a week, but uh, how do we answer that question? How, how do they get along with their peers? Like, what are some things we can give guidance to, to teachers when they get that question? Because they might not be that direct, but it's going to be something about how are they behaving on Zoom? Oh, oh, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, well, go ahead, Emily. Craig, go ahead, and then Emily, jump in. I was like, Emily is on the ground. She's in it. Uh, she is definitely. Know, I think that what uh, what what I'm hearing from parents because we we just did a town hall on Thursday where we just kind of asked parents, "Hey, how is remote learning going for you?" And uh, we have our student uh, town hall on tomorrow. Um, and so what we're learning is parents are interested in uh, our students making academic progress. You know, they want to know what the benchmarks are. They want to know what is it that they can do outside of the work. Parents want to know whether or not, uh, you know, their kids are withdrawn because some parents are working. So they don't know what show, what's happening with their kid behind, you know, behind the scenes. So they want to know, are kids actually engaged? Are they withdrawn? Is there some social dynamics that are happening? And what is it that we can offer to support some of the gaps that may be happening? So parents don't know that their kid is, not showing up to all of their classes or they find that the kids are not responsive to questions 
then we have to do the big checklist of like, well, let's figure out well, what in the world is going on that you're not participating in learning. And so that's what, you know, we've heard so far from families about what they would love to hear um, about kids. And, and Emily, you were going to jump in. Yeah, I was going to say for third grade too, a lot of parents were very concerned or very interested to hear if there was any social interaction going on for them there because they're saying like my kids don't get to see any other kids like do they get a chance to talk to each other and so we for many parents we did talk about spend a good amount of time explaining some of the social interaction activities and things that we do just because they are so worried that they're not going to be making friends and everything on there and one other thing that did often times come up was um just for like independent reading books they're like well usually in school like teachers are giving the students the books that work for them and we do have online programs but they were saying like what what level is my kid and how can i get them these books that are the right level for them and just wondering how to support at home so those were things that i would suggest like um thinking about too just like how to give things at home for the parents because people were wondering how they can help a lot no, that, that makes a lot of sense. Melissa, how are you tackling the, the socialization question since your kids never are, are in school? I don't really get a social <laughs> question. Okay. We, I, it, it, it's like a big party in the morning <laughs> and the after. I'm serious. So I don't think they ever ask. It's always about academics and their Okay. Concerns. And the biggest thing I tell them is my main focus is not the academics it's your kid feeling safe and loved and enjoying school and I told them they are going home and seeing the other kids on their cul-de-sac talking about school and being face-to-face and they don't get that so these are kids who are being uh online because of safety or um their compromised immune system whereas everyone else is doing the hybrid. So it, it's just, and then they come down and they're like, oh, you're absolutely right, blah, blah, blah. Because mm. let's face it, they're not going to be exactly where they're supposed to be during this. <laughs> right, because they had the gap from the okay. from the spring as well. And, yeah, and it's second grade. <laughs> I mean, this is so, um, but I've never really gotten the, uh, how is my kid like behavior on zoom and socially mm-hmm. I but i might this week since it's conferences i don't know yeah you have to you have to keep us posted jackie when are you when are yours when are your conferences um ours are the week of thanksgiving so um the monday and tuesday of thanksgiving week so we've still got a couple weeks um our parents haven't even signed up yet um I don't, yeah, I don't, again, being middle school for the first time, I don't know what kind of questions they're going to ask. Um, I know when I get emails, um, we're in person, so we're not going to get the same, you know, social questions, I don't think, as, as some of the others, but um, parents are really concerned about, you know, the amount of work, they're concerned about, you know, mental health stuff, so, um, you know, we've definitely been talking a lot about you know, just kind of what we can do to continue to help students navigate both, you know, the in-person and the asynchronous learning at the same time. So, um, and it's new for us too. So I think that, you know, we just kind of, we don't have the answers and I don't know, that's what I'm anticipating or that's what I'm worried about, I guess, is that 
we're not going to have a lot of answers for parents because we've never been through this either. And we don't know if like what we're doing yet is working. And so, um, so I think it'll be, I think it'll be very different and very interesting to see how that dynamic works. I'm sure. And Craig, uh, as the, the principal, are, are you called the headmaster and you're, or that this is a big cheese? Like, what do they call you? Uh, I'm actually an executive director. So executive, sorry, director. excuse me, executive yeah, director. It's, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> do you have, uh, have you set expectations for your teachers? Like, what are some things you're looking for as the principal that they, they communicate? Uh, so we are, you know, one of the things that I'm big about is ensuring that families know how far or, you know, close their kids are to, to benchmark. Mm-hmm. And so whatever is benchmark for those kids, parents just need to know uh, clearly, like, this is what your kid is doing really well at. Here's what we're trying to grow them. And so we have to make sure that we also have a growth mindset. We recognize that there may be gaps socially, academically, behaviorally, and you just want to make sure that families know that your kid is going to grow through this process. Our job is to create the kind of supports that will help to kind of give them the, the virtual or, you know, hug that they need in order to navigate the challenges that may come up. And so uh, with that, I, I say to teachers and staff members, just, you know, be patient with yourself. It, it's okay that kids are not exactly where you want them to be, but they have the opportunity to grow from wherever they are. And through feedback and, and through, you know, a lot of creativity, you can actually see kids thrive and grow. And so just spending a lot more time making sure that uh, teachers feel good about the kinds of ways that they're going to communicate, how they're going to communicate it to families. And then when we talk about families, you know, um, not trying to use a lot of educational jargon. They really just want to know, is my kid okay? You know, right. is, my, is my son or daughter okay? And, and our job is to figure out like, yes, and here is where they're shining. Here's what we can do to help them to get better. And so that's what I, I know families have been uh, asking. Awesome. No, no, that's, that, that's critically important because then, because after the event or conference, kids got to come back and you, and you start this all over again. And you have to make sure in this ever-changing in, environment that the kids feel like it's a place they can go, either a virtual place or in, in person. So Emily, as the veteran in this scenario, what would be something that would surprise educators that happened to you during conferences? Not like wacky, like someone threw a chair at you, but like what what is something you wouldn't think a teacher would know about that you experience and could help them through? Um, honestly, our, our conferences went really smoothly. We didn't really have too many tough questions. I think that um, one thing that we did realize was for remote learning, math is different. And parents kept saying like, we don't know how to teach our kids or help our kids do the math that you guys are doing. Like we didn't learn that way. And so it was like almost an overwhelming response of teach of parents saying like, we don't know how to help our, our children with their homework and all this. So the math teachers actually got together and made some tutorials on how to like do some of the things. And so I think it was kind of just ha- having parents and teachers especially with remote learning, being on the same page of like how to instruct and using the strategies that we're using in class with their homework too. And they, I I guess parents were interested in that, but I think that was really the only tough question of how to help with and that we had to follow up with later. Other than that, parents were really great. And did you have a co-teacher or do you have a co-teacher in that they join? I do have a co-teacher and we did all of ours together. So 
I am teaching ELA and my co-teacher teaches math. So we have our two classrooms. Typically I'm on Zoom. I teach ELA on Zoom and then I teach ELA in person. And she does the opposite, like math and then math. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't really have, that's why we did them together because I, she could talk all about the math side for me, but. Awesome. And, and, and Melissa, I'm, I'm going to push on this a little bit because I think it's such an interesting idea. Can you go deeper into student? Like, how do you start student-led conferences? Like, it sounds easy. You make it like nonchalant, like, ah, we're going to do student-led conferences. Like, it just happens all the time. It's, it's hard and, and teachers don't often and do it. So how would we start that? Well, I started in small groups with their reading groups, reading, writing groups. And then we brainstormed together a list, a checklist for them to have for the student-led conferences. So it's not just me putting this list together. And then we tweak it down to what they all want in their Flipgrid. And then um, we are together either in a morning Zoom or in Zoom. And I put them in uh, breakout rooms and they collaborate with each other and write in their checklist. So they have a detailed script. Okay. So there's not a lot of, um, 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 cause they're second there. <laughs> um, and, and then there'll be some them, of that. Yeah. I tell them to, um, make it your own, have a little fun with it, put a little flair. So, um, they do that and, um, they did a great job. So I'm excited for now. Some of them probably already showed their parents because I think they were itching to but and excited yeah but um i have a google folder for each of my kids and i put their work in there and the assessment testing kind of that we did at the beginning of the year uh which some kids had their parents do which is great conversation about how their parents did the assessment i had one kid who scored a 90th percentile and they're at a first grade reading level. <laughs> All right, so, so back up, back up for a second. How did that conversation go? Like, tell us how you called the parents. Like, what did that sound? Nothing, just let it go. Been, it's a test that they're making us do. It's not a valid test. Okay. Nothing I agree or feel strongly about. And all of us teachers know what's going to happen. So there's no, I mean, we told the parents, please you know, have the kids do it by themselves. And obviously a couple of them didn't. I have a lot of ELA too. So those parents might feel like they have to, or they may not have understood exactly what I said, but I don't say anything. I just let it go. I don't address it at all because it's a test. It's not really valid. And this is, <laughs> we're in a pandemic here. So <laughs> that stuff is really fair cool. enough. <laughs> so. Um, how about parents? Like, do you send anything home to say, I, I'm sure many families, obviously, since March have had online meetings and, and, and different things, but there's communities that maybe their jobs don't require them to be online. Do, do you send anything home? Do you give any guidance or if not, what should you or we as educators send home to families to expect for conferences online like this? Or nothing. We can just wing it. Like, what? What are your thoughts on that? Because I've seen, you know, you see the horror stories where, you know, I had somebody. We had 
I'll just say it, but at our last professional development, we had a lady in her bathrobe, a teacher in her bathrobe, ripping a Newport. Like, okay, um, all right. <laughs> and I'm texting the vice principal, like, um, do you see what's happening? And he's like, yeah, I'm mortified. Like, okay. Like, do we send anything home for families to say, like, you're going to, camera's going to be on your, and, and if not, well, do you think we should? Yeah, I don't know. I, I struggle with the camera thing because I personally, you know, if I'm, you know, in a professional development, like, like we had our Institute Day on, um, on Friday and, you know, there were times where my camera was on and there were times that my camera was off. And, you know, I think you have to trust that whoever, you know, as adults that we can, you know, have a, a proper conversation without the camera, but, um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what I would have done in that situation that you were in. Um, I mean, we, we you know, um, over the last, you know, what, nine months or whatever, I mean, yeah, there have been conversations where, um, you know, people have been drinking wine while they're listening to something at night and, you know, whatever. I mean, it, it happens. Um, and so, um, yeah, I, 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 I don't think we thought about that communication piece. I think that's why we're so silent is that, um, you know, to parents, we just assume that they would treat it like a normal parent-teacher conference. So, yeah, I think that's an interesting piece as an administrator to think about for sure. Any issues with yours, Emily? No, I'd say like 85% of our parents all had their cameras on and were sitting like at a night probably other students desk and we're ready. We had a couple who were just clearly holding their cell phones in the car or something. So like <laughs> the, the, they the drive zoom. super engaged. Um, but we didn't have any big problems with all of our parents, which was which is nice. They all seemed to treat it as a regular parent teacher conference, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> awesome. Craig, what are you what are you anticipating for years coming up and how are you gonna how are, what are some of the efficiency strategies maybe that you're going to share with your teachers or to, to really make the time well spent so it doesn't turn into 10 minutes of, are you on, a, are you on, you're on mute? How do you share a document? Um, I think it's uh, over communicating to families, sending videos in advance to their email. Here's how to use Zoom. Here, you know, <laughs> yes. here's a playlist, a PDF. If there's a language capacity, you know, we also have to work on making sure that families have resources in hand, you know, that are also language uh, accessible for them. What does that look like? Is there going to be an, a, another member in the community who, who is going to also help walk you through the family engagement experience or the conference? So I think as much preparation as you can send out prior to um, is helpful. Um, I've, I've heard from staff members and families that even a two to uh, three minute video that says, hey, here's how this thing is going to go just to get you set goes a long way because families then feel like, oh, I can do this. This is not going to be as stressful as I thought. And then you can focus on what's at hand, learning how your kid is doing. So that's what I've done. Um, and, you know, seen some success so far. But yeah, no, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I know you use a lot of videos, Melissa, and that just those definitions and just sharing your screen saying here's where this button is I have found too we um, again we use Wakelet a lot and I it's something I use 
uh, almost every day because it's just a curation of, of, of tools and strategies. And we send something home. I pulled together resources from a lot of folks to just give families that here's how to do it because we also use Google Meet. So the tricky part to that, not that it's different and not that it's going to be a stretch for them, but it's you signing in with your Google account. There's other steps to, to do that. So we really tried to walk them through and, and man, this week, we got all the new features, all the new, you know, breakout rooms and, and the background. So kids are like having, you know, fun with this and messing with their parents. So, so we're definitely sending something home just to, and, and, and we have, you know, obviously the three different levels more traditionally broken up than, than Craig's. We have the elementary that goes up to fourth. So it's like, this is what our expectations are when you come on and our elementary students, we, we have both the families and the kids on, on the call and then the middle and high it's uh, just the family just to get through the, I'm sure some of them will have had their kids as well. Uh, so as we were, you know, 45 minutes flies by, what are some things as we think about the, the teachers who probably this will be their first time through it, what would be some strategies to ease their tension? Or, you know, I know Melissa, you're on almost every day and, and Emily, you're on half the days. And, and I know Craig, you're not in the classroom so much and Jack, you said you were, you were fully back, but what would be something we could give to families who are, are listening, either parents, teachers, or students who want to do a, a conference, kind of just like a send off. What's something to ease our teachers' minds as we approach it? I know in Massachusetts, this is about, this is the window between you, Emily, you're on the early side of it. And then we go to December 18th and, and, and somewhere in there is where we'll have our conferences. Uh, what, what's something you could share with families that either you've done, experienced, or you think will help them? So Emily, you talked about efficiency. Like what would be one of the things that, what could you share? Because it can't be, everyone's not going to be as comfortable. You know, you've been doing this now every week, so maybe you're getting more comfortable in front of it. How would you get teachers comfortable in front of the camera with parents. They might be good with their, their kids, just like we are in class. How does that work with families? Um, I guess you could always, well, my team teacher and I, we each had a sheet that had everything written down, all of our notes, our glows and our grows so that we didn't forget what we wanted to say because sometimes it can be nerve wracking, especially as a first year teacher, it was nice to have everything written out that I needed to make sure that I, that I mentioned and I could check off to make sure I said everything. Um, but we also started off with just having the parents ask us questions before we got into oh. everything. We said like, do you guys have any questions about how um, remote learning is going or concerns or things that your students are bringing up just so that they start talking first and we hear what they want to hear too. So we're not just like unloading all of this information that they don't really care to hear at, at the moment. Like they kind of just want to get things off of their chest, especially we were only five or six weeks into, like they had a lot of tech questions and a lot of things like that first. Um, but it, it was helpful just to hear parents talk first and then we went through what we needed to say after. Now were the questions live time or did you, I'm just starting to think maybe and I'll throw it out to the crew too. Did you have questions that they could ask before so that you were prepared or did they just roll in like, here's my list of 25 questions? Um, we, we did just do it live. Like we just asked them, um, if they had any questions, but on Calendly, there also was like a note section when you did sign up and we had, um, several parents type in notes like, Hey, we wanted to check in on my students 504, or could you like look into this, or this is something we're concerned about. 
um, just so we knew that they were going to bring it up, which was nice to know ahead of time if they did have something big they wanted to mention, or if they wanted um, a specialized teacher to hop in on the Zoom with us to some. Oh, that's true. That which was nice. So we had like our special education teacher or sometimes our adjustment counselor pop onto the Zoom with us. So because some parents requested that they joined or requested information about how that was going. So we kind of just invited them in. Um, but Calendly did have a note section. So if you if you are using Sign of Genius, I, I really do recommend Calendly can connect. It's super user friendly. And there is a note section, which was really nice. But that's something that we did that was helpful. Awesome. Melissa, tips to someone who wants to start student conferences. Just a quick where to start, one thing to avoid. What are some of the positives? I would say just go in uh, and have a conversation. That's pretty much what we're going to do is just have a conversation. Whatever comes up, comes up. Um, I would say give yourself grace, be flexible and patient because things are going to freeze it's going to knock you off. It's <laughs> crazy, but might as well laugh it off because it's just a crazy year. So, oh, absolutely. I think giving, giving grace, giving flexibility, that's, I think that's something we're going to be saying to each other for a long time, for sure. So, Craig and Jackie, any last kind of thoughts, feelings? I know, Craig, you brought up some of the, the equity piece and some language barriers. Uh, you know, how would you? not to skew your last piece, but what would something that no, I would, I didn't even think of that coming in. What about people who aren't thinking about that for the language barrier? How would you support them? Yeah, I mean, I have to think about equity all the time in regards to the, at least the, the community I serve. And so we have uh, families who don't, who we need um, closed captions, you know, we need captions hmm. on the screen. And so what we need to do is just also make sure that staff members are aware, have a clear agenda, send, send whatever you can before families actually uh, have that conference. So families can come with the questions they want based on what you send. So if it's report cards or progress reports or sample items, like have that stuff set up in like a student, a separate student uh, folder so that family can actually review that, ask the questions that are burning for them. And again, the more you can actually um, send ahead of time helps not just uh, you as an educator, but also the parent as well, because the parents have an opportunity to go through that content and they can see what, what's happening. They then can take advantage of, well, here's the things I'm wondering, because this is what I'm seeing. I'm seeing this, I'm seeing this, I'm seeing that. Um, and also the other thing that I, I, um, I realize is there are some families who also this is a very emotional time for them. They have a lot going on. What additional resources does the school have to offer? And so um, the school yeah. should work very, uh, very uh, intentionally to make sure that families, after they finish, what uh, are there videos that I can see to support me? Is there, the school providing any additional supports, not uh, just academically, but socially, emotionally for all families? If they need additional family supports, what is it that our teachers can also say, hey, oh, we do have a food pantry or, oh yeah, we do actually have a um, uh, happy hour for family so that they can uh, talk about, you know, special education or these other things. But if teachers have a menu of things that they can actually offer as well, I think it goes a long way to continue the message that we are partnering with our parents through this process. Yeah, no, that's important. I wanted to, to really dive into that because I, you said it at the, at the beginning and I was like, oh, I want to revisit that before we, before we close. Cause that's, 
that's super important. Jackie, any last thoughts, suggestions, shares? Yeah, I was gonna um, say something pretty similar to, um, to Craig because I, um, at my old school, we used to have like a um, like a list that we would share with parents that had all of our resources, like our homework club, our tutoring club, um, you know, all these things that you know the supports, who to contact if you're having, you know, if you have questions about X, Y, Z. Um, and we would always give that to the parents. And that's really helpful um, because websites are just really hard to navigate for a lot of parents. And so just to have that on one sheet um, is really helpful. Um, and then just always go in with, you know, knowing that you're going to say some positive things. Cause I think, especially like, I, like I said, I know that for us, we're, we're scheduling, you know, the students that are struggling right now. And my biggest concern at this point is that they're just going to be negative. And so I, mm -hmm. you know, I'm really making an effort to make sure that, you know, I'm able to, to, you know, start with the positives, um, before we talk about ways that the student can improve and grow. No, no, that's, that's awesome. And one of the things that I wanted to share before we, we wrap up two things that I was thinking about is that I've been telling all of my teachers to practice and it, and it sounds silly, but to get on with another teacher in the building or another adult somewhere to get on a one-to-one -one call with an adult and go through some of the things that you're going to share about your students, because if you've never done it before, you don't know how long it takes. You don't know how long it takes to share your screen and, and do certain things that, you know, maybe you haven't done before. And, and another strategy I've been really encouraging our teachers to do is have a close. What I mean by that is we could sit here and families just keep talking and we keep talking. We are like trying to be active listeners and being respectful. Have something that you know, okay, this is how I'm going to close every meeting to just have a cadence, be prepared. Maybe it's saying, all right, we have five minutes left or say, oh, this was the last thing that I want to share. Have some, some cue for your families to know, like we're wrapping up. And, you know, like Emily, you said, you had some in the waiting room and each person's going to do it a little bit differently, but that is definitely something I'm having our teachers do have a, some way to close the meeting. It may just be, here's your next steps, whatever it is, have that prepared or, or you're, you don't want to run over in the first two or three, and then it, it's going to be over the whole, the whole time. And that's hard to catch up uh, digitally for sure. So we, we hit our 45 minute mark. I, I wanna thank Emily, Melissa, Craig, Jackie for jumping on again, helping our new educators, veteran educators, because as we learned here tonight, Emily as a teacher for three months is the most veteran and the most experienced in, in this, <laughs> this topic. And you do have homework, by the way, Emily. I don't know if you saw our Voxer chat. You have homework that you and yeah, yeah. You and Molly and all the new educators, we want some topics from you, some of the things that you're experiencing. So I'd love for you to get in touch with Molly or some of your other uh, new teacher friends and throw out some topics to us on Tuesday uh, on our Voxer chat or before, and we can we can say, all right, that'd be great because one of the things that, that Carrie said to me this week, which was awesome, and she's like, we're, you know, some of the, I don't wanna say adults, but some of the veterans are driving the, the conversation and we wanna hear what you are, uh, struggling with or have thoughts about or upcoming topics that you have. Yeah, definitely. We should open it up on Twitter to new teachers too, or to have like a question, a question box. All right. All right. That'll be my homework. And, and you get to uh, talk with Molly and some of your, oh my yeah, I <laughs> like it. Awesome. So thank you all for, for tuning in. 
thank you, the four of you, for jumping on on a Sunday night. And I hope you have an awesome start to your week. And I can't wait to the 17th, Melissa. One of these times I'm going to get the chance to read to your class. Third time's a charm. For sure. Have a good night, everybody. Say what you need to say. 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 Say what you need to say.